And now the Millennial Update featuring your host, Kenzie Tim. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for the third installment. Yes, I said third installment. They haven't taken us off of iTunes or any other playing devices yet, so that's a plus, of the Millennial Update. And as always, I am your ever-vulgar host, Kenzie Timms. I've got a great show for you this week, talking about everything from porn stars to The Bachelor all the way to major Twitter wars happening in the White House. But we're going to jump right into things, so let's get started with the rundown. Fox News tweeted this week about a Twitter war that is taking place between White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders and CNN's Jim Acosta. The headline read, CNN's Jim Acosta gets owned on Twitter by WH Press Secretary Sarah Sanders. That is a direct quote. My first issue with this is who, besides a teenager or tweenager with like a masculinity or a machismo complex, uses the phrase owned anymore. And my other issue is since when does our once respectable nation condone a Twitter war by White House executives? That's beyond me, but hey, who am I? And we wonder why foreign nations don't respect us. Huh? Porn star Stormy Daniels is suing President Donald Trump over their NDA agreement or non-disclosure agreement that he allegedly did not sign himself. Reportedly, only Daniels and Trump's lawyer who paid her off signed the document. The alleged affair took place shortly after Melania had given birth to the couple's son in 2006 and continued, quote-unquote, well into 2007, according to Daniels. Once again, I can't help but feel bad for Melania, but you know what? Maybe, maybe it is all of her fault that he cheated on her. Maybe she didn't get the daddy stitch. For those of you who don't know what that is, the daddy stitch is when you have an episiotomy and you get one extra stitch just to make everything nice and tight down there because, you know, after giving birth or giving your child life, the most important thing is staying tight for your man's pleasure, right? Jesus tits. The perks of living in a masculine society, huh? In other news, The Bachelor has officially given its season's final rose, so warning, spoilers ahead if you haven't yet watched The Atrocity. I have a personal hatred for The Bachelor, but that's fine. Um, Bachelor Ari Luyendik Jr. gave his final rose to Becca Kufrin, and six weeks later, turns around, breaks up with her to propose to runner-up Lauren Burnham. Okay, let me get this straight. Ladies, you wonder why popular culture and society see us as needy and attention-seeking bird brains? Hello! Isn't that what The Bachelor is all about? It's literally 20-some-odd women on national television fighting and begging for the attention of one single man. Um, yeah, so that's gonna be a no for me, dog. I, no thank you. Gary Cohn, Trump's top economic advisor, has announced his resignation this past week. That means that less than half of those who started in Trump's presidency are left. Yes, less than half. You know, man, I can't necessarily blame him. The guy went from a top Wall Street economist to a funny farm that is the White House. Poor guy wasn't being listened to. So it's kind of like a relationship. When your significant other won't listen to you, after so many chances and so long with being with them, you leave their ass. Have some self-respect and leave their ass. I mean, he has disapproved of Trump's tax hike on imported goods and has even warned him that he will be starting a trade war. But has that deterred Trump at all? No. President Trump spoke to the press about his infrastructure bill that he hopes will garner Democratic support. However, in his interview, he said that, and I quote, They don't want to give us a victory. We've had too many victories. Has anyone else noticed that Trump tends to speak like he's trying to make a word count on an English essay or something like that? Here, give this a listen. 
We will cut even more red tape if Congress acts on my infrastructure proposal. You know, we have an infrastructure proposal in front of Congress. The Democrats don't want to approve it because they don't want to give us a victory. They think we've had too many victories. We've had a lot of victories. We've had a lot. And we're trying to have a DACA victory for everybody, by the way. And the Democrats are nowhere to be found. They're nowhere to be found. It's really terrible. We're ready. You know the expression, ready, willing, and able. We're ready, willing, and able. Uh, they are nowhere to be found. But also infrastructure. Also... Guys, we could have literally made a drinking game out of that speech. Every time Donald Trump repeats himself, you take a shot. Just in that clip alone, which is like 30 seconds, not even, you would be wasted. It's almost as bad as doing the thunderstruck or bring Sally up, bring Sally down. March is also Women's History Month, so hold on to your britches, people. This is the time that that one girl, you know, that you knew in high school, you thought was kind of butch, comes out on social media with her hatred towards men and how they're evil and all that good stuff. Liberal lesbians. I myself am a feminist, but I would prefer to call it more of an equalist. I mean, men do suck, but ladies, have you not met us? We're kind of nuts. Also in news, the Oscars happened two Sundays ago. Many social issues were a topic of discussion, including race and gender discrimination. For example, Kumal Nanjiani and Lupita Nyong'o presented the best production design and the two advocated for the Dreamers for the DACA bill. Here's the clip. Good evening. We are the two actors you keep hearing about, but whose names you have trouble pronouncing. Actually, I have to come clean. Uh, my, uh, Kumal Nanjiani is my stage name. Uh, my actual given Pakistani name is Chris Pine. <laughs> So you can imagine how annoyed I was when the other, when the white Chris Pine showed up. The real Chris Pine. <laughs> we are also immigrants. I'm from Kenya. And I'm from... Pa <laughs> Kenya's in the house. <laughs> and I am from Pakistan and Iowa. Two places... Two places that nobody in Hollywood can find on a map. And like everyone in this room and everyone watching at home, we are dreamers. We grew up dreaming of one day working in the movies. Dreams are the foundation of Hollywood and dreams are the foundation of America. And so. To all the dreamers out there, we stand with you. In the clip, Nanjiani pokes fun at his last name, well, at his name in general, because it's very ethnic sounding, and calls himself Chris Pine. Exciting news coming out of Ohio this week, a craft beer hotel will open up in Ohio. So, all you Ohioans, I would stock up on all things hipster, like beanies, coffee, and quote-unquote rad jams, because they're really just going to start flowing in in troves, man. In more recent news, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson was fired via tweet this past week. The Secretary of State became popular when he called Trump a moron. Hey, moron! Hey, moron! Unfortunately, it was Trump who opened up the can of whoop-ass and canned Tillerson this past week. Tweeting was, of course, the better option after the Comey firing, which received so much backlash. For those of you who don't remember, former FBI director James Comey found out he was fired from a news program that he saw when he was out of town on business. 
Trump obviously wanted to do it right this time, and he said, let's be more direct and put this in writing. And yes, it was unfortunately fewer than 160 characters. I wonder if since Trump has been getting rid of all these people using social media, if he has like a Tinder app for finding them. You know what I mean? I wonder who all he's swiped left and swiped right on. Although I think we all know someone who I've previously mentioned in this podcast that he has definitely swiped right on. <laughs> also this past week, GOP candidate Leslie Gibson wrote about the Parkland shooting and singled out some of the prominent faces and survivors of the tragedy. Most famously, her comments toward Emma Gonzalez, who many of you may know her face, but not her name. She has been featured on many of the news outlets and has been a major activist and advocate for gun rights since this has happened. And GOP candidate Leslie Gibson wrote, quote unquote, There is nothing about this skinhead lesbian that impresses me, and there is nothing that she has to say unless you're a frothing at the mouth moon bat. Liberal lesbians. Um, Excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> My first problem is, what the hell is a moon bat? What, really, what is a moon bat? I mean, bats only come out at night. So if that's what a moon bat is, I don't really see how that's an insult. It's just a thing. The big question I need to know here is, should I add moon bat to my list of insults that I can say while I'm giving up cussing for Lent, which you can still see is going so great. Second, these kids have suffered something that can be so traumatizing and you call them skinhead lesbians for lack of better phrasing man you're just being a dick um but anyways yes that sounds like the government that we're seeing and creating election by election unfortunately except i think being a skinhead would probably be a bonus in this government wouldn't it and finally to round out this segment our Don Jr., Little DJ, as his father calls him, Aww. is splitting up from his wife of 12 years, Vanessa. Word has it that Donald Trump Sr. will put this, quote-unquote, first in his baby book next to his other similar first shared with his father. This one will be titled, Baby's First Divorce. Alrighty, folks, that wraps us up for this edition of The Rundown. All right, guys, on to my next segment. As many of you guys know, for us Catholics, this Lenten season is upon us. As a part of the ritual, many give something up, add something to their daily lives, or give to one of the many Catholic charities that are out there. This year, I'm attempting the impossible again, giving up cussing or cursing or whatever you call it. This will be the fourth time that I have attempted this treacherous feat, especially for me, a self-proclaimed intellectual with the vernacular of a well-versed sailor. So I thought I would put together a list of alternatives that I myself will be using to fulfill my need for vulgarity this Lenten season. And as you can tell, it's going great. Now, not only will I give you a couple of tips, I will also use these words in a sentence to kind of describe them, let you know what they mean to me, all that good jazz. So first and foremost, you all know how much I love the F word. If you don't know, you should probably go back to episode two and listen to like the first minute and 30 seconds. I'm pretty sure there's like five F-bombs. So say you're really, really mad at someone and I don't know, it's just an individual that's being a difficult, uncouth, or just annoying in general. I prefer to call them a fluffer nut. Now this is a derivative of the vulgar word fucker nut. A fucker nut is actually a word that I got from some of my family members. I won't name who because <laughs> it'd be hilarious if everyone knew. <laughs> um, biscuit hen. 
Uh, this is a Marianne favorite, who is my Nani, who I'm very close with. I love her very much. Shout out to Nani. What? Um, this is just a less harsh version of the aforementioned fluffernut. It's like, listen here, you biscuit head. Um, I often call my students biscuit heads sometimes because I can't call them what I really want to. And so I feel like biscuit heads just not, I feel like it's still appropriate, you know? Next on my list would be Richard Cranium. This is a Ronnie Tim's original. If you guys know me or know me well, you know my pops is my best friend. He's one of the few people I'll listen to. And this is one of his favorite sayings. And it's just a polite way of calling someone a dickhead. Think about it. Richard Dick Cranium Head. Or, you know, I guess I could have left you to think real hard for yourselves on that one. This next one, I want you to think about a time when you forgot something. This next one, I want you to think of a time where you forgot something or where you would generally use the phrase son of a bitch. So therefore, I give you the phrase son of a biscuit eater. I usually use this when I'm just like exasperated, say I just got done working out and I'm like, man, son of a biscuit eater, that was hard. Or if I hurt myself when I stub my toe, that one also helps. Next, I'm gonna pay homage to where I grew up, Southeast Kansas. Or it's, I mean, we're not Southern Southern, but we have a lot of Southern meanings and stuff like that. Um, so my next word is gadflabbit. It replaces taking the Lord's name in vain, you know, instead of gosh darn it. I don't really like saying that one and I try not to say it at all because it, it hurts. That's even I, a bad Catholic, think that's too far. So if you just really are having a bad day, you're like gadflabbit. And sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. The next one is my replacement for the true F word. You know how good it feels, like the release after you like stub your toe or like run into something or like you're really mad and you just go, fuck. Yeah, it, not much replaces it. So my suggestion would be the word fart. Yes, fart replaces my favorite four letter F word. This of course is only first to the words free and food. And it's even better if those words are like right next to each other. So I'm like, fuck, free food, man. It's a good day, Tater, when you hear that. My next replacement is for son of a bitch. And for that, I would suggest using son of a nutcracker, man. I use that one. Actually, I don't think I've used that one yet this, this time around. I should probably get on that, eh? Next, I tell people this all the time when they're annoying me or... I just want them to leave me alone. I tell them, go fly a kite, dude. Like, leave me alone. Go fly a friggin' kite. Moving on. I also like to use, what the French toast? You know, like, what the heck, man? It's pretty much the equivalent to, what the hell? My last but not least one, it, I don't know why, it makes me giggle. I call people a dillweed. Like, listen here, dillweed, or you're such a friggin' dillweed, man. Leave me alone. Go fly a kite. Uh, this one is very close, in my opinion, to an actual cuss word, which is why it's so satisfying to blurt out, especially when someone is being a jack wagon. Also, another alternative, which I think you'll notice that's where I got my idea for my award. It most commonly replaces the word jackass. All right, guys, either way, my Catholic friends, or just those who want to tone it back a little, I hope this list will be of great use to you. And remember, this is done to show the big man above how much he means to you. That's why I give this up in the first place. My vulgarity or wittiness as I prefer to call it has become part of my identity, much to my family's dismay, let me tell you, especially with this podcast. They're like, oh my God, no, Kinsey, now everyone knows that you're an asshole. 
I go, it's okay. It's fine, folks. And anyways, it's one of the most difficult things I have to do. So good luck to my friends and family and happy Lent. And finally, the segment that everyone's been waiting for, my Jack Wagon of the Week. This week's Jack Wagon Award goes to, may I get a drum roll, please? Kelly and Conway! Yes, Miss Conway, come on down. Miss Conway violated the Hatch Act twice, or so they're saying she has. The Hatch Act, for those of you who do not know, is an act that is put into place to prevent federal officials from taking sides in political campaigns. The real question is whether or not if she will be convicted. Most likely not, but who knows. Personally, I just think that Kelly Ann is Angelica from Rugrats, like all grown up. That or she's like the lifelike version of the Cynthia doll that Angelica played with in the show. Well, Cynthia, it looks like it's all over for us. One of the two. Either way, I feel so bad for the lady. Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Millennial Update. That is it for me. I am your host, Kinsey Timms, and have a wonderful break. This is spring break for everyone at Pitt State, and we'll see you again in two weeks. Like what you hear? You can find the Millennial Update on all of your technology. The Millennial Update podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and Blueberry. Be sure to check us out on social media as well. You can search The Millennial Update on Facebook and make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to the page. Also, we can be found on Twitter with the handle the underscore mill underscore update. Be sure to give us a follow there. Thanks again for your listenership.